0: Good morning to you. Welcome in. We're going to be talking about COVID-19 this morning. Dr. Dan Rudd is with us. Dan, is it a different picture nowadays?
2: Good morning, Bart. It is. Uh, I think we're, not only are we getting to see the uh, the beauty of spring emerge, but we're beginning to see the uh, uh, coronavirus uh, diminish and the numbers are diminishing. The, uh, you know, when you have the decrease in the number of infections, you have a decrease in the number of deaths, and uh, the hospitals are not as full. Uh, things are beginning to open up business-wise. Um, I think a lot of good news. Now you had been seeing quite a few patients with COVID nineteen. Has that number changed? That number is dramatically down. I think that, you know, we're seeing. Um, a definite flattening of the this curve um, that's that's down since oh l- mid to late December kinda was the last peak for our area and uh and now we're in um, a very deep trough and I hope it will stay there. But uh I feel optimistic headed into the summer that uh that we'll have improvement in it and look forward to increased vaccinations, increased uh uh, community immunity, and uh, and hopefully back to a more normal life soon.
0: Fortunately, we have not seen a huge a number of cases with our Rutherford County Adult Detention Center or other places similar to that, uh, and you're the one who takes care of that. How did you control it there?
2: Well, I'll tell you, it was a joint effort. The sheriff uh, and uh, the uh, chief deputy, did a tremendous job in helping us uh identify and isolate people we uh, uh have had for some time now the ability to uh test uh basically unlimited numbers uh, so we've not had a shortage of tests uh we have uh not had anything uh surprising come up our numbers now are very low i think we have one person uh, but in the last two to three weeks, it's altered between uh, zero and one. So really, we're we're doing quite well.
0: What do you think has made the big difference in this change? I mean, we it, it almost
2: feels as if it has come about overnight, but I'm sure that has not
0: happened that way.
2: Right. It's I think it's a combination of things. Um, you, you know, we've got a uh, a virus that is a seasonal virus. Uh, and we we know that last year the peak was in the spring, winter and spring in the U.S. Uh, the numbers dropped in the summer uh, and then picked back up after Thanksgiving around Christmas. I was afraid we'd see a, a, a spike in the numbers after the holiday travel, but really our spike was uh, r- between uh, Thanksgiving and uh, Christmas so we didn't really have another spike after christmas and uh since that time it's been going down now in addition to that you know we've had the uh, release of the the vaccine that is um thankfully people are taking um i think that's helping and um and then there're probably a lot more people that have been infected than we know of because we we definitely know that the tests that show um, the virus presence are not 100%. And we know one of the key components of the immune system is called the T-cells. And the T-cells do not uh, exhibit antibody to identify T-cells that are specific for SARS-CoV-2. And you can have a negative antibody test and still have had the infection. and And I think that, there's probably a large number of people that had the infection that was either mild to moderate or uh, asymptomatic and recovered from it and have immunity from it. So there are people who have had COVID-19 and perhaps didn't even realize it. Right. I mean, you know, I've, I've had several patients who've basically said, I think I had it last year, and we do an antibody test, and, and it's negative. Uh, that's not 100% and you could have easily had it, and the only remnant you would have would be uh, specific T-cells. And we're we're learning so much now about that, and really the first commercial test for T-cell specificity is has recently come out. And I think that, you know, we'll know more over the next year or two as things go, but we know that coronaviruses are a class or family of viruses that, Uh, that do mutate and every time they infect a person a lot of different mutations come out of that one person now there's no quote intelligent design on it it's based on selective pressure and the mutations that exit from a particular person will be um, most of them uh, lethal to the uh, virus Uh, But occasionally, one will emerge that has characteristics that allow it to uh, be stronger. And I think that, you know, that's termed in the literature as gain of function, which means that they either, um, you know, are more contagious, they uh, are more virulent, there's something they do to gain function. That's a minority of the mutations. But... But we are seeing that, you know, there have been some uh, either, it's called in different places, different things, mutations, variations, or strains, and we're seeing uh, some that have emerged from the United Kingdom, South Africa, Brazil, uh, scattered places that are variants or mutations. And one of the things that is a worry now is how will the different vaccines uh, respond to the variants? Will they provide immunity uh, for the variants? And and I think we're seeing a difference between the vaccinations regarding that, but that's still too early to, to tell 100%.
0: While we're talking about the different vaccines, of course, our country is a, a big believer in the free enterprise system and encourages a variety of different companies to participate most of the vaccinations, with the exception to think of one, are 90-something percent effective. There is one that reportedly is 70-something percent effective against COVID-19. Is is there a huge difference? I mean, 70-something percent versus 90-something percent
2: on the surface sounds dramatically different. Well, I think that there are slight differences, but What I would do is right now focus on the first one that you can get, take. You know, whatever one becomes available, take it. Um, There is a lot of evidence that, you know, you're going to benefit a lot more by getting something than nothing. And and so I I really encourage the vaccine um, to be given. I've received... uh, the vaccine. I I actually was given the Moderna vaccine. I did not request it. I just got what they what they had. Um, You know, what we're facing is different technologies in producing the vaccine are probably accounting for differences in the response rates. And, you know, right now, we've had the mRNA technology that's come on board that is is brand new. And you know, there are, one of the things that I think is important is to um, recognize that there are some myths out there that get on the internet or they're transmitted by different different ways. And I think it's it's to recognize that you know the vaccines are important to take and they're safe. You know, um, one of the things that's that is said is that. Uh, some vaccines are better than others, and I think that's a myth right now. Focus on getting a vaccine, whatever kind you can get and we 're going to have plenty of vaccine available and the age is going down where it will be given, and it's it's an important thing for healthy young people to get because they can get it and and we know about oh twenty to thirty percent of people, even young people who get covid nineteen can have uh, some long-term symptoms. And it's it's especially important if uh, you like to do sports because there's long-term lung impairment uh, that we're seeing in in young people who get the virus um, as far as their pulmonary function. If, if they're runners, tennis players, swimmers, uh, it can impair them long-term. Um, I think that, so, you know, young people need it. You know, they're less likely to die from it, but they are equally likely to have long-term side effects from it.
0: So in the near future, we're going to be opening this up to all ages. Uh, In fact, I think it's sometime in April. Is is Tennessee and Rutherford
2: County, are they included in that opening? That's what they're saying right now, I think, yes. And hopefully, uh, you know, all the indications are that we'll have an excess of vaccines uh, by summer. And uh, I think, you know, yesterday I I read where they found in Italy, uh, sequestered in some uh, storage compartment, 29 million doses that had been scheduled for uh, delivery to the UK. And somehow somebody stuck them in in the storage area. And I think it was an, you know, there's so much, politics in this now that I don't really know they're they're investigating it trying to find out but there's a lot of viruses we know right now there's probably 40 different virus uh, manufacturing techniques for vaccines uh, that are in progress you know we've only got a few four that are going to be that are available now I think three now and one is coming in in the states but uh, you know we've got The first two were the uh, mRNA um, uh, vaccines, and that's a new technology. And there was a myth that that got out on the Internet that basically um, uh, the mRNA could change your DNA, and that's not true. Uh, The mRNA, when it gets in a cell, it cannot get into the nucleus, and it's destroyed in what's called the cytoplasm. The cytoplasm is the part of the cell that is outside the nucleus, and the mRNA from the vaccine d- cannot ever get into the nucleus and become incorporated into the DNA. Uh, mRNA is rapidly turned over. Uh, so it's it's a very safe product, you know, th- and they've looked extensively at, at risk of it being uh, incorporated and have found no evidence of that at all.
0: Now, is this the one that has no uh, previous disease in it? That does not have any
2: live disease. It's a whole different approach. It is. It's the it's the two of them uh, that uh, the uh, uh, the main one is Moderna.
0: Now, all of these others that are coming out now, do they have a live virus in them? Well, they
2: they have a. Uh, a virus shell that basically uh, the RNA uh, coding, the spike protein is encapsulated by what's called an adenovirus shell. Adenovirus is a um, a virus that causes a lot of common cold symptoms and that the adenovirus uh, can come from other species too. You know, one of the problems is that the adenovirus that people normally get, there's a high immunity to. And so if you give that, it basically uh, destroys the vaccine before it has a chance to work because we're immune to it. So they use the, an adenovirus, a virus that infects other species, primarily chimpanzees. Uh, you know, the um, uh, it's called the Chaddix1 uh, vaccine, and it's... It's just a shell that's used to carry the RNA.
0: Now, are you saying that this mRNA, which is the new approach to vaccinations, has no live virus, but there are only two vaccinations that are made in the mRNA uh, type?
2: That's right, Moderna and Pfizer. Okay, and all of the others are, are the old standards. That's right. Okay. That's right. And so, you know, the old one, old standards uh, have had a lot of companies working on it. Uh, you know, like I mentioned a few minutes ago, the, there's probably 30 or 40 uh, manufacturers working on um, SARS-CoV-2 vaccines. Uh, but the uh, Operation Warp Speed that President Trump initiated uh, basically gave money to a lot of companies – trying to just encourage innovation and production, but they did not throw safety out the window. I mean, this has been carefully monitored. It's been easier to go faster with this because there's been so many cases, and one of the hardest part of testing any drug or vaccine is recruiting people who have the disease. And when you have a disease that's rare, it's hard to recruit enough people to get the testing done. But when you have a disease like SARS-CoV-2, and it's, it's so widespread, it's easier to recruit the number of people to do the study.
0: Now, we've heard so much about the importance of social distancing, avoiding crowds, things of that sort. Spring break has already begun. We've seen news pictures on TV about things that are going on in Miami Beach and things of that sort. Are we going to see a a dramatic spike in uh, the COVID-19 virus because of spring break?
2: I doubt it. I think that, you know, one of the things you have to be careful about, and I have to kind of be careful even talking about it, is uh, fake news and you know, but it's like a lot of the pictures of the spring break didn't even use real pictures of spring break. They used the spring break three years ago. Aha, and so, you know, okay. when you look at the pictures you just were referring to, if you track down when the pictures were taken, they weren't this year. And, you know, they just kind of pull handy pictures out of their drawer to, to show for whatever they want it, whatever the agenda is. And, you know, but definitely... The virus is still here. It's, it's not gone. And we're going to see these variations pop up again, I think, probably in the fall. Hopefully, it'll be less of an impact. And right now, the uh, vaccine manufacturers are saying they can produce new uh, modified vaccines that address the new variants within six to eight weeks when they decide to do that. And so I think we will be seeing booster shots for SARS-CoV-2, and I think that's, that's a good idea.
0: In light of all of these things that you have seen as a medical professional, what kind of suggestions would you have for people getting together or not getting together, especially if they have had their
2: COVID-19 shots? Well, definitely having the vaccination puts you in a safer position. It's it's it doesn't mean you can't get it because we know that the vaccines are not 100 percent effective. You know, they could vary between 70s for the uh, adenovirus vector to the 90s for the mRNA. That's still a significant number of people who got the vaccine who are not protected. But we we also know that if you receive the vaccine, you might get infected but you're going to have a less severe illness, illness, and you're going to have a markedly decreased chance of dying, which is very important. You know, we're going to have less hospitalizations. We're going to have uh, less difficulties. Also, you know, we've got right on the forefront now oral antivirals that are on the verge of being released. Uh, so there are medications that are equivalent to Tamiflu for influenza, that are going to be available, I think, by the fall for SARS-CoV-2. And the other thing we have that is is really a, an incredibly effective treatment are the immunoglobulin combination therapies. Uh, Regeneron makes one. That basically it's a monoclonal antibody that it comes there's, – there's two of them that need to be given together uh, that are IV that are intravenous and – uh, they're given to people who are at a little higher risk, who have uh, the infection, but it needs to be given early. And so I think that with the combination of having the monoclonal antibodies and having the oral antivirals, which we're going to have uh, next year, is going to be a lot better year. Uh, this year's already getting better, but you know it's it's going to be improving and improving. Uh, you know, I, I, we'll probably have over the years more pandemics, but this is really helping us to learn how to tackle it. And and, and I hope we learn a lot. I think we will.
0: Hey, you mentioned uh, about this new procedure coming up in the fall potentially in the fall, about uh, some inoculations or medicine? Boosters. Is, is it over-the-counter, or do you use it only when you have some symptoms, or what?
2: Well, the monoclonal antibodies are not over-the-counter, nor will the oral antivirals be. They'll be prescription-based. Uh, the intravenous uh, immunoglobulins are given right now uh, through clinics set up by the hospital, where you're referred by your primary care doctor to the clinic and then they do an assessment and if they agree they give you the uh, intravenous treatment and and it is something that i mean this this is something that pres- president trump received when when he had covid 19 uh, and it it is effective it's very good
0: Alrighty, our phone number 615-893-1450. A light at the end of the tunnel. Good news. And we're going to continue the conversation. Dr. Dan Rudd is with us. We're looking at COVID-19, and we're entering the segment of the show where it's your turn. If there's something that's concerning you, call us 615-893-1450. We will be right back. What about vacations? Dr. Rudd will have the N-words on, are they safe this year?
1: We bring people who know you, and you know them. People like Truman Jones. Weekday mornings at 9, only on WGNS. AM, FM, online. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas' Restaurants. We have a club steak, and the club steak can be cooked to any flavor that you want. The club steak is a 7-ounce piece of steak, and we named it that way because it looks like and has the shape of a golf club. We have a low-calorie menu and a low-carb menu, so depending on whatever diet that you like, we have options for you that are available at Demas's. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner 7 days a week at Demas'. Schedule online anytime. Getting an appointment with Ascension Care Teams at St. Thomas just got easier with online scheduling. Now you don't have to break away from your day to book the care you need when and where you need it. No matter where you are or what you're up to. Whether you're a new patient or if you've been here before, just pick the appointment that works for you. Schedule online anytime at GetSTHealthCare.com. Since 1981, Willow Window's been making homes
0: beautiful all over Tennessee, from decks and railings to doors and windows. Visit WillowWindow.pro. Willow Window, the official sponsor of the WGNs Studios.
1: WillowWindow.pro. Come by our store, Music World and Drummer's Den. We're a full-line music instrument store with well over 5,000 square feet packed with great instruments in every category. In guitars, we're your local dealer for the two top acoustic guitar brands in the world, Martin and Taylor. We've got the best selection and prices anywhere in the state of Tennessee on these. This is Dave Kiven and me at Music World and Drummer's Den in Murfreesboro, 2762 South Church Street, across from Indian Hills Golf Course. Good morning. Traffic's still moving right now as we check it out live here on 24 up by Sam Ridley Parkway. Just
0: heavy traffic flow continues on 24 west towards Nashville. Lots of THP units out here. Slow it down. They'll give you a ticket. Hey, Ripley's Aquarium. Family PJ party with the Penguins coming up on April 9th. All the details at Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies.com. I'm Commander Chuck. Your on time traffic.
1: A wind advisory will go into effect here late this afternoon. We'll see periods of showers and thunderstorms here for this afternoon with cloudy sky conditions and a high into the mid-70s. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 59.
0: Old friends, new name, better together. As First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County. But will always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard. Capstar.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender.
1: Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett. Weekday mornings at 10. WGNS, your good neighbor station. Rutherford County's place to talk.
0: Welcome back. We are talking this morning about the coronavirus, COVID 19, the vaccinations, and what lies ahead. Dr. Dan Rudd is with us. If you have a question that you would like an answer to, a professional answer, give us a shout, 615 893 1450. You can talk or text, whichever you're most comfortable with. Now, if you text, don't be driving down the street, pull over to the side six one five eight nine three fourteen fifty when we began this break, we asked about our vacations back because a lot of people we haven't been places for about a year now, and people are getting cabin fever. Our vacations back? Are they safe again?
2: Well, I think that they're they're definitely coming back we're going to see different regions of the country that respond differently but i i read uh yesterday where southwest is opening up uh the way they board their planes back to their normal procedures and um they're going to be full Uh, you you know they're going to be seating uh three to a row and i think that's reflective of the fact that basically the numbers for the disease are way down um Hotels are are opening again. I think there are regions where, um, for instance, Colorado, I mean, you know, they have a a Democrat governor and they have stricter rules. Um, They have limited restaurant reopenings and seatings uh, beyond what we limit in Tennessee. Uh, We have a lot more openness here.
0: Now, with a, a lot of people who are wanting to go out of the country, Travel out of the country is uh, marginal right now. I don't think all
2: the countries, especially Europe, are but, not welcoming. That's right. Europe is in the what looks like a fourth surge. Uh, it's hard to tell why that is, whether it's uh, that their vaccinations haven't gone well or it's due to the new variants. Uh, I think that it's probably a combination of both. Uh, but we are proceeding very well with vaccinations in this country, and especially in Tennessee. Uh, and I think we'll see by, like we said, early uh, summer, it will be open to anyone to get the vaccine.
0: Now, for people who are wanting to go on a cruise, probably, what would you, what would you think about a
2: cruise? Well, cruise ships are are, are still very limited in their availability, and I'm not sure they're going to be open. Um, You you know, when you're on a ship and you're crowded with people, especially uh, a lot of cruise ship uh, customers are Europeans. And I think that I would still put that maybe another year away.
0: What about in the United States, riverboat cruises the paddle
2: wheelers? Is that different Uh, from a cruise? It it is different. Uh, You know, you're on a cruise ship for a few days. You're on those paddle boats. A lot of those for uh, like a dinner cruise, and a lot of those have open spaces for people to be outside, and the, they limit the interior uh, uh, congregating. And I think that you'll see you'll see more of those, and and less of the uh, uh, types of cruises where you stay overnight.
0: Now you had mentioned about uh, about the. People in an airplane being full uh things of that sort uh, football games, baseball games looks like they're going to be back uh, at full tilt. Uh, is that pretty safe? Is it the vaccination that has made this open up or has the has the illness just sort
2: of weakened over the past year? Well, I think the vaccinations are key um, you know having if you can have a vaccine that is in the 90 percent effective range it's it's changes the game totally and i think that especially if we have a booster shot that will be available in the fall and you take that in addition uh you're you're going to be a lot better off and way ahead of the game as far as as contracting uh the illness from other people
0: Okay, so uh, it looks, looks like things are moving ahead. Uh, a person has sent us a text saying, would you go a little bit more into the opportunities that are available this fall, uh, and what will that do, especially with schools?
2: Well, I think that it's pretty clear now that, you know, that children can get infected, but that the exposure at school is limited. And I suspect we'll be vaccinating kids by the time school starts in the fall. And a lot of the teachers have been vaccinated, all of them that want to be. And I believe it will be very safe to return to school, especially in Tennessee.
0: And haven't some of the schools, haven't people determined that the schools are safer than the
2: kids being at home and uh, playing with other kids? Well, and... There are so many downside uh, effects to being at home. Psychologically, I think it's very difficult. Kids fall behind as far as, as what they're um, learning. They they are not learning what they need to. And there's a lot more depression and, uh, you know, personality disorder changes that have been occurring in kids that are home and not in school. So it, it has a dramatic negative effect on people. and. You know, we have improved the technology to allow uh, Zoom classes and other things to be done, but it's, it's really um, a, a negative impact on the kids.
0: Here's another question from a listener. This one is asking about the importance of wearing a mask. Should we still
2: do that? I think it's, it's really based on your comfort level in Tennessee. A lot of people, I think, are going to wear masks for probably two or three years because they just feel more comfortable. And they, they don't feel comfortable getting in crowded areas. I think that it's, you, you will be safer if you've been vaccinated. Does that mean it's 100%? No. Uh, I still think it's worth being careful And especially if you're an individual who's in a a high-risk group, say you've had a cancer, you're on chemotherapy, you have an autoimmune disease, uh, you're older, uh, you're overweight, any of those conditions are riskier. And wearing a mask is good. I I don't really think it's necessary to do what uh, some of the people are saying with double masking. I think that's overkill. I mean, you know, where does it end? Uh, but there, there's questioning right now of the six-foot requirement as far as social distancing and whether three feet is enough or not. I think we're seeing that a lot of people are going out to eat. They take their mask off when they're eating, and there's no spike in cases from the restaurant. And uh, it, it shows with the uh, uh, tracking of cases that, that really we're just not seeing it. So I think I think it's a lot safer than it has been made out to be. Do you think that we're
0: getting to the point where we're almost, some of us are getting too afraid? I mean, people are talking about, well, I haven't gone to the grocery store. I haven't gone out to eat.
2: I've stayed at home. And they're proud
0: of that. Is well,
2: and I think, you know, they're trying. You know, a lot of people have fear of this. and I, And I hate to say too much fear, but it's it's a very negative thing to be afraid of everything it's it's not good for you and um i think that as we see the disease uh diminish we see the numbers go down we see the hospital beds open up you, you know we can begin to practice relaxing a little bit about it not not being so uptight how do we do that i,
0: I that's going to be the
2: baby hard steps th- yeah baby steps i think you, you know there's some people that really have been so diligent. They haven't been out in a year. They use the uh, grocery delivery services. They never go out of their house. They haven't seen their families. They don't allow anybody in. I have several patients like that 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 have been 100% strict. Uh, But at the same time, I have a lot of patients who have just gone about their life and really not done anything different and some of them have gotten COVID, but, you know, so far to date, I've had one one patient who has expired from COVID who also had lung cancer. And I've had probably three or four that have been hospitalized. So it, it, it can be a serious disease. And, and I think that it's important to, to recognize that, but the risk is relatively low and, To be vaccinated improves your odds dramatically.
0: Earlier in the program, you indicated about some of the side effects, the long-lasting side effects, especially with young people who love to do sports. Uh, Are there any other side effects, anything for older adults that
2: might uh, be an impairment on them? There are. uh, There is uh, a, um, they call it a long covid clinic at mount sinai hospital in uh in the northeast where they basically see only uh, these long-termers they call it and the older people that have it can have um, exacerbations of uh, autoimmune diseases they can have uh, a brain fog they can have um Shortness of breath that where they require ambulatory oxygen uh, extended for weeks to months, and there there are those people who do have these long term effects, um, and most of that is thought to clear, but may may take really an extended period of time, and there may be some people who for whom it never clears.
0: So these are things we need to be aware of and and be on the lookout to avoid some of the problems. That's right. I just was handed some information. I need to pass this along to you. We have received information from James Evans at the Rutherford County Schools. They will be dismissing two hours early today due to the threat of severe weather this afternoon. Rutherford County Schools will be dismissing Two hours early today due to the threat of severe weather this afternoon. Be aware of that and uh, be aware if you pick your child up, you need to go two hours early today and get them. And be aware of the severe weather, too, because that is in the forecast. Brian has told us quite a bit about that in the morning show this morning, and we'll be updating you on that as the day progresses. Our phone number, by the way, if you have questions dealing with COVID-19, Dr. Dan Rudd is our guest this morning. The phone number for your questions, 615-893-1450, 615-893-1450. We're talking about the COVID-19 situation. Looks like it's improving. And being able to say there is a light at the end of the tunnel That's a fun feeling just for everybody. Uh, Here's a question. Next month they say their child, who is 10 years old, is going to have uh, a birthday. Uh, Can they have a birthday party and feel secure with friends coming by? Should they limit the number of children? Should they do anything differently than they
2: have in previous years? I believe that they should do things a little differently. They should limit the number of kids. Uh, It's hard to say what that number should be, Uh, 10 to 12 uh, people. uh, They should not have anyone who is helping with the party who has any kind of physical impairment uh, or would be at higher risk if they got COVID. Uh, You know, you could expect that one of those kids will have the virus. I mean, just statistically, that's just the way it works. I mean they're probably going to have it. And, you know, I think that, you know, doing the best you can to uh, minimize the singing and yelling, it's hard to do with (laughs) 10-year-olds. I mean, but, you know, we do know the virus is transmitted more by screaming, singing, yelling, uh, you know, and, you know, that's, that's just the way it is because you produce more droplets. And you're more likely, if you have the infection, to spread it. Um, but to have a, a party is a, is something that it only comes around one 10 uh, year old party in your lifetime, and you hate for kids to miss that unless there's a really high risk. and I think that that risk is diminishing. So keep the kids
0: a little spaced, yeah, oh, and, and, and keep reason. the
2: numbers down so there's not thirty of them, you know, and you're crowded into a you know a bonus room with thirty kids. You know, but 10 or 12 kids uh, and use a little spacing and you can check their temperatures when they come in and and send uh, anybody with a fever back out to the car and have their parents take them home. That's that's reasonable. Uh, It's it's something that I think being safe, but not overboard.
0: We have a, a listener over in Bedford County, obviously, who is sending us this one. They say they've eaten out in the past year, but they use common sense and knowledge. They go to a a website, covidactnow.org, covidactactnow.org. But they say that Bedford County numbers are bad. All three community schools are closed through spring break and 30% of the staff are sick. Is that unusual?
2: Well, you know, Bedford County has a lot of immigrants. And I think that, you know, you could probably track the disease prevalence by the makeup of the community. And uh, and it makes sense that it would be different there. Okay. So uh, be
0: aware of that. Right. And, and be aware of your surroundings, it sounds like. I mean, when you were telling us about the youngsters— you mentioned that uh, with that many kids together in one place somebody is going to have the coronavirus germs are are, are children more apt to have these germs than adults
2: probably not and all the information now says that they're they're about equal as far as likelihood of having the infection we know that it's very unlikely that they will have any serious manifestations of the disease. Now, there have been reported in kids a multi-system inflammatory disease condition where it, it's really a bad thing, but it's very rare and, um, and, and unlikely. And so, you know, the number of um, kids that, that get really sick from COVID is, is going to be small.
0: Here's another one. This is from a group of people who say they used to play cards together on a regular basis. About six to eight friends would get together. Uh, they have not done this for about a year, and they're looking at getting back and having a dinner and playing cards again. Uh, how safe is that, or should they wait a little longer?
2: Well I think if they're vaccinated, it's pretty safe. Yeah, you know, that's, that's really the key to it. If, if they want to get back together sooner, they all need to be vaccinated. Okay, so and the
0: vaccination is back to that. It's right. very important. Very important. Now, is there a period of time after the vaccination that you need
2: to wait before you're truly uh, into the system? Well, th- at about 12 days after the first shot, a significant number of people have good antibody protection. That's why there's been a a push to do one shot instead of two. But all the studies were done on the mRNA uh, vaccines with two shots. And so until they've done repeat studies with one shot, I think that I would wait until the second shot has been in your arm for over a week before you consider yourself to be uh, immunized. Tell you what let's do. Let's
0: pause for just a moment. We will come back in the final segment of the show. We'll answer any questions you might have. Dr. Dan Rudd is with us this morning. You've got some great questions out there, and uh, we are here to help you. 615-893-1450. You can talk or text those questions.
1: This is MTSU President Sydney McPhee. You're listening to WGNS, your local connection to Blue Raider Atlanta. WGNS AM, FM, online. Family Staffing Solutions is proud of our local veterans. I'm Becky Bookner, and as life challenges appear, talk with Family Staffing Solutions about how
2: we can help you stay at home. Call Family Staffing Solutions. Family Staffing
1: Solutions
0: you can make a meaningful difference in 2021. KidLink Community
2: Services is currently seeking foster parents in your area. KidLink provides free training and certification. Contact KidLink today at 877-714-1313
1: or KidLinkServices.com.
0: WGNS proudly salutes and remembers our U.S. veterans who have served our country. In this salute, we talk to a World War II veteran.
1: Now, I flew 19 missions. I was on a 20th mission, but I didn't finish the 20th one. Dr. Charles
0: Edwin Howard, a World War II veteran.
1: On the 28th of November, we went to Duisburg, Germany. We went to Castle, Germany, on the 29th. But we didn't go on the 30th. Then on the 31st, we went to Berlin. Now, this was the first time we had fighters escort us. They didn't have a fighter that could carry enough guns to go all the way to Berlin. But we didn't get there. We were diverted to uh, Dalton. spent the night there. Then the next day, we came back from Dalton. Then in the next mission we flew on a Sunday to uh, Munich. Then we flew to Leipzig, Germany. We went to Nuremberg. It was a hard one. Nuremberg was a very difficult one. We really got shot up in Nuremberg. One plane came in. I mean, he was on our left wing. We were not To the initial point, that's where you start your bomb run. And uh, fighters come in just before you get to that. Quite often, planes, you know, would hit. And I tell you the truth, I was more afraid of that than I was machine guns or flack.
0: Dr. Charles Edwin Howard, a World War II veteran. This has been A Salute to Veterans on WGNS Radio. Have you experienced the nightmare of water, mold, or fire damage? Call Restoration One for a free estimate. Veteran and locally owned, fast and available 24-7. Restoration One offers preventative maintenance so that you never have to experience a loss like this again. Restoration One, the water damage experts.
1: Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local Rough Country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Online at tireworld.us.
2: This is Tina Fox at the Rutherford Farmers
1: Co-op. Please come see us for all your home lawn, garden, and farm needs. We have everything you need to help with your garden, lawns, farms, whatever you need for the perfect gift. For your feathered friends and your furry friends, please come see us. We have baby chicks. You don't have to be a member to shop with us. The Co-op Farm and Home Center is located at 985 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off South Church. Don't throw away old flags. WGNS
0: retires old glory with respect. Bring those tattered Bibles here, too.
1: We're more than talk.
0: Welcome back. We're broadcasting from the Willow Window Broadcast Center, Willow Window, making your home beautiful again with replacement windows, doors, and decks. Online at willowwindow.pro, willowwindow.pro. I want to remind you again the Rutherford County schools will be closing 2 hours early today because of the threat of severe weather this afternoon. Again, that's the Rutherford County Schools. The county schools dismissing two hours early today because of the threat of the severe weather. And we have word from the Murfreesboro City Schools. They are monitoring the situation closely uh, to make the, wise, uh, the wisest uh, uh, decision for the community there. So that decision has not been made yet. Dr. Dan Rudd is our guest this morning. We're talking about the COVID-19. Looks like uh, we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Brian Barrett just came in, said his son, who's 20, I believe it is, uh, is getting his shot today. And so here in Rutherford County, uh, teenagers, uh, 16, I believe it's and older, are able to get their vaccinations. And you would recommend that they do that. Is that right?
2: That's right. I would. I think that it... It definitely is worth while doing. Uh, you know, we know um, kids have been get, getting vaccinated for diseases uh, for many, many years, and we know that uh, it's a it's a good idea to protect them. And this is another example of an effective vaccine that's that is protective and and really good for the general public health also.
0: In our final segment of the show this uh, morning, we have just uh, about a minute and a half, two minutes left in the program. What important information would you like to sort of underscore and make sure that
2: the people take with them? I think, Bart, the most important thing I think right now is just underlining the fact that the vaccines are safe, the vaccines uh, are effective, they're not going to change your DNA. They are going to help protect you if you get the disease and decrease the severity of the illness uh, and potentially save your life. We have a question here. How soon after having COVID can you get your vaccination? Probably you should wait two weeks, two to three weeks in that range. There's no set time period, uh, but the sooner the better. Okay. Okay. Uh, Wait about two weeks afterwards. Okay. And is that true
0: with any other illness that you might have? Maybe you're coming out of having uh, bronchitis or, you know, who knows what. Uh, Should you wait before you have your vaccination?
2: I wouldn't take any vaccine if I was sick at the time. I would like to be over the illness before I received any vaccine. And the other thing to remember is that for people who are, especially uh, older adults who might be getting the shingles vaccine, you try to put that off a little bit and get your um, COVID vaccine first, uh, just, just because that's, that's out there. And then get the shingles vaccine to follow that. They won't give you the COVID vaccine if you've recently had the shingles vaccine within a couple of weeks, I think.
0: Dr. Dan Rudd is our guest this morning, updating us on the COVID-19 situation. Dr. Rudd, thank you again.
2: Great to be here, Bart. And uh, I'll tell you, with this weather today, be careful out there.
0: Very definitely. Stay with us. Much more to come. County schools opening or rather closing two hours early. County schools closing two hours early. The city schools are monitoring that.